Hey, this is Scott Hartnell, and you're listening to Music City Gold on Penalty Box Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Music City Gold, part of the Penalty Box Radio Network. If you don't know who I am by now, my name is Kyle. I'm your host. Also with me is my other co-host or co-people, Daniel and Matt. Hello. Hey, guys. Would you find yourself a co-person, Dan- uh, Daniel and Matt? I don't know what that means. Uh, I mean, you are the co-person, Kyle, so, I mean. Well, that was a weak attempt for an Anchorman reference. Yeah. yeah. Strong intro to today's episode, so. How was your weekend, guys? Pretty good. It was, uh, last week was a long week for me. I think it was a long week for everybody. Glad, uh, glad that is over and we're now talking hockey and we have so much news to unpack today. It's been chock full of news in the last two weeks in hockey. We got the all-star break and, uh, hot streaks, trades, comebacks, everything you can think of. So how about you, Matt? Oh yeah, I agree. It's pretty much the same. Now is really when you start hitting stride in hockey, right? About the All Star break is when you know you really start focusing in. Teams get a little more dialed in. You're starting to see um, teams settle in the league as far as standings where they might be towards the end of the year. Trade deadlines coming up too, so it you're going to see some big moves. And then I think, really for me, the hockey season gets super interesting and fun after the trade deadline because basically this is your playoff team. You're locked in now. Yeah. So it's time to build that chemistry and get ready for the playoff cup run. I mean, it's 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 great. It's the best time of the year. We're about one month away. So That's right. And, of course, everybody knows, and we'll touch on it real quick because we're going to get to it later, Preds made a really big announcement this week. Kind of ridiculous, actually. Like, we didn't even see it coming until Nobody the did. day of. But that being said, let's get into our stats for the week. The Preds are currently at 67 points. They are second in their division third in the conference, and fifth in the league. So last time recorded was two weeks ago. Really hasn't changed much. Their last 10, though, they're 7-1-2. and two. They got a home record of 17-5-3, a road record of 13-7-4, and, and a goal differential of plus 26. I like seeing that goal differential creeping up there now. So that's that's been a good sign, especially considering the last several games were very close wins because we've had, like, no offense. But with with the return of some key people, it's it's been nice. We'll say one thing to talk about. Subban now has 39 points and warrants discussion for the Norris Trophy. Indeed. It, yeah, he, he's getting up there now. Um, they were talking about him the other night, and it was funny because at the start of the season, really no hype or talks about him even being in, considered in the race. And now you have two people from the Predators creeping up on, on league trophies, and I would argue Pex won. He got another shutout the other night. Wasn't that... What were you grin, grinning, Matt? Disagreeing uh, over here, Matt? I think Hellebrook's going to win, to be yeah, honest. Pecker, I don't think Pecker's going to get that. No, he won't. He, he's a good, solid. You can mention his name, sure. Well, so when he uh, had the runner-up in 2011 for the Vesna, 2010-2011, I was checking his stats, and he is almost exactly comparable to his runner-up season. It's right on par. I don't think he'll win it, but he's he might be a second. It'll yeah. depend on the second half of the season now. Um, if he keeps posting shutouts, though, who knows, but... It's nice having Ellis back, too. That, that's kind of helped our defense, and I'm sure that's only going to help our goaltenders going forward. You're talking about the uh, goaltending. It's amazing just how well Saros and Rene are doing for a duo this year. I'd say they're probably one of the most deadly goaltending duos in the league right now. And can you think of another team that has such a great tandem? Well, we have the Preds, I think, had our eighth shutout, and yes. that's the league leading. So between those two, for sure. Yeah, Pekka's won six consecutive games. And in those games, his goals against are 1.48 with a safe percentage of 0.947, Matt. 9.47, okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. His shutouts came against the Flyers, the Blues, the Flames, the Devils, and now the Kings. So pretty decent teams, a couple of Central Division. And, of course, I think we recapped this before, what Soros has shutouts against the Oilers, the Wild, the Vegas, and then hashtag canes but not a not an actual shutout for him but he did have he posted a zero yeah pretty impressive as far as our our goaltender swaps right now so uh that's only going to be really good for us going forward into the playoffs so we have a quality backup as well definitely and if you're also keeping track of the news we did lose a player 
but because we had to get rid of him. <laughs> well, it makes more sense now, but at the time we were kind of like, that's kind of strange. Why would we just put McLeod on waivers for no reason, apparently? Well, when it happened, I didn't really bat an eye at it because I'm like, you know, no harm, no foul, nothing, big loss there, no big deal. No, we're giving up the man who's single-handedly committed most of our penalties yeah, this year. The, you know, one of the probably worst one or two pe- people on the team. Probably the worst player, I don't know. But, yeah, so I didn't really care. But now with the, with the news coming out, it makes a little more sense as to why. Yeah, so. I mean, we didn't fully understand the whole picture at the time, but now it's We complete. never do. It's It always comes out in pieces. Yeah, Poyle, he's, he's like a little puppeteer behind the strings, you know, just working his magic. I saw somebody post on Twitter he is a candidate for a Wizard of the Year with <laughs> Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. That was actually me. That. It was you? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. On our account, Kyle. Sorry. Thank you. It's been a long two weeks. But going to other league news real quick, Matt, what happened with your boy, Pavel Datsuk? Oh, yeah. My boy, Pavel Datsuk, <laughs> got named the, Everyone uh, is your boy. Yeah. You know that, right? Like, well, especially him. Malkin, my boy. Yeah. Crosby, his boy. My boy. Yeah, I don't know no, about Crosby, no. but yeah, it's kind of my <laughs> thing. Yeah, he was named uh, captain of the uh, Olympic athletes of Russia, so very fitting for him. Uh, Tovanen. Uh, made the finish team as yeah, well, he did. which is really cool. He's an 18 year old, and I'm actually really excited now to watch Olympic hockey for some of these reasons. Granted, it is going to be weird watching it with a lot of the, you know, talent in the league just gone and those staple names that you would see for your teams. Like Lundqvist is not going to be like really. That's it's just weird. Ovechkin's not going to be Ovechkin's playing. Ovechkin's not going to be playing for Russia. What what's going on here? You know, I, mean, I saw a thing the other day. Some guy. He'd considered even like screwing his contract and saying, I'm going to go play in the Olympics. He said, you know, I probably wouldn't have done it because he's got millions of dollars on the line as far as his contract. But he said, you know, I considered it. But yeah, of course, he's not going to do that. What's a source of national pride to go play for your team? Well, speaking of other international news as well, there's one legend who is now done in the NHL, and that is Yadimir Yager. That's right. After. How many seasons? 24 seasons and nine NHL teams. That's impressive. That's like almost a quarter of the teams he's Did played for. Did you see for. the picture of him in a uniform on the bench with all the different teams he's played for? Yes. That was, pretty, that was a cool picture. Awesome picture. I don't know who put that one together, but that was a great tribute to him. Yeah. Just to see how many teams he's affected in the league. It's, it's amazing. Um, but he's going to the Czech Republic now to play. But truly a legend in the NHL. Well, Look at some of his stats real quick. You know, over time, overall, I'm sorry, all time in hockey, he's second in points behind only Wayne Gretzky. That's incredible. He's third in goals, fifth in assists, third in games played, and he's got two cups. And these are all all-time yeah, records. of like, all time. All time. He's one of the greatest of yeah, all time. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the incredible. Only, he was drafted in the NHL in 1990. The only player left in skates from 1990 is referee Wes McCauley. Who's a fan favorite for sure. <laughs> I just want to say, I wasn't even born when he was drafted. <laughs> I, I I was three years before, it was three years before I was born, after he was drafted. Speaking of Wes McCauley. Isn't Mac- that nuts? You're talking about Wes McCauley. Did you see his uh, dramatic call at the uh, All-Star game? Yeah. Who didn't? I love his call. Point. I mean, he that, that's awesome. Just did, keep you doing see, your... uh, did you see the picture of a young... A Yarmir Yager with Nikita Kucherov when they were like little. Yeah, that's insane. Nikita Kucherov has to be like thirteen years old in this picture or something. It's funny. Just amazing, just the impact he has. I mean, besides him and Gretzky, who do you think will be the next player to make such that such an impact? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends on the player's career and how healthy you are. I think Yager's been fortunate enough not to be injured a whole lot, so that helped him. Yeah, not only. You have to be a good player, but you have to withstand, you know, 20 years of playing in the NHL or whatever. Four. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine 24 years in the NHL of I think the Ovechkin wear and tear? Can do it. You think Ovechkin can do it? I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, mean, everyone leaves him wide open on that, that side anyways. So, I know. I mean, I mean he's not just, touching him. So. He just picked up his 13th straight 30-goal season, so. That's insane. That's right. That's so, insane. If he keeps that up, you know, I could totally see him 24, 25 years in the NHL. Your favorite left winger, Kyle. That's right. <laughs> Your dream line. <laughs> I also think you maybe uh, Austin Matthews or even Connor McDavid could have an impact down the road, considering that I keep seeing them be called generational talent, which I think is true. Um, well, t- 
talent of their generation, sure, but we're talking, it takes longevity, and that's just something that hasn't been proven yet on their end. I think Connor McDavid has a shot. It just depends on how healthy he is, once again, going down the stretch. But we'll see uh, We'll see about 10 years from now. All right, so I think we've uh, held on it long enough. Twitter blew up earlier this week because... Exploded. Ex- I mean, it, exploded is a good word. I thought the servers were going to crash in the Nashville area. Because everybody wondered, you know, why was Cody McLeod being waived? Well, Forsberg's coming back. Okay. Mm, kind of. But the thing that got us talking was the announcement of the press conference Wednesday after I lost to the Blackhawks. It was kind of confusing because people were like, why would you have a press conference yeah, just to announce really that Forsberg's coming back? There was speculation of a retirement, which is funny. That's ironic because it was a the reverse of that, essentially. But there was contract extensions. Some people were throwing out Tolvin in, which I would have been that have been crazy. I've been um, happy enough it was Tolvin coming to the NHL. Yeah, I mean there there was a lot of speculation, but then about nine nine thirty is when we started getting rumblings that Mike Fisher was on the ice. And then Twitter was like lost its ever loving mind. Yeah, Preds I mean, Twitter and Preds Facebook it, especially. It, it about broke. There's lots of reactions to this, and for the most part, people are very excited for him coming back. There are some downsides, and I'm sure we can unpack this a little bit right now, but how do you feel about Mike Fisher's return? I like it, because I think it's a very good way of basically getting a getting a um, acquisition on the trade deadline for free. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably sign him to a league minimum contract. And probably, then we'll because probably he's only... put incentive bonuses for every round we get further in the playoffs. That's pretty common, but the fact that you're getting like a veteran leader for that price and to put him in another center line and then just, man, it makes our center depth look amazing right now. And the thing is, though, we don't even really need him. Let's look at the center lineup we've got. You've got Joey on the first line, Tourist on the second, Benino on the third, and you've got Sissons on the fourth. That's a pretty stacked depth that you don't even need, Fisher, but the fact that he wants to come back and the Preds are like, hey, we'll bring you back. Well, the Preds reached out to him. Yes, exactly. And then I was looking on Twitter, and some of the media was talking about that if you bring Fisher back, natural spot for him is going to be third line. Third just line a, center. Just a natural yeah. third line center. And you could move Benino and Yarncroak to the wings. All center line, which is crazy to think. And I kind of actually like that strategy because Yarncroak and Benino have both proven that they are decent goal scorers too. Uh, Benino likes to get in front of the net. There's there's lots of traffic. Is that's concerned? Cali can shoot fairly well, but think about it on a faceoff perspective. If you have someone that gets kicked out of the circle, say Mike gets kicked out of the circle, which he's really good at faceoffs, um, you still have another quality center to come in and take your place. So in especially in our zone, that's huge. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of like the idea of an all center line. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in and how uh, Lavi wants to, you know, move the pieces around. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to move the pieces around quite a bit just to see that's the way he is, try to find that balance. And that was my first question coming in. I was like, well, that's that's good news. But first of all, how many times in the NHL have you remember, when's the last time somebody came in from retirement? I have not. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't either. I I'm like, maybe that's something that happens in like the wrestling world or something, but that's not a hot, that's not very common in hockey. No. The only like professional sports player I can even think about in recent memory was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Or uh, Mayweather. Yeah. Mayweather yeah. was another one. But even then, it made a little bit more sense. Looking at Fisher though, he looks in great shape. He was already doing some, you know, drills and stuff on the ice. So my, my question is, where you guys kind of hinted at it, where would you put him? Because my my skepticism came from, okay, you got Fisher back now. Please don't tell me you're going to think to slot him on the second line. No, and it doesn't seem that no. that's our, the general opinion, which I'm happy about because I don't think he's lines, second line. Our top two lines are solidified. <laughs> the Kings game proved that oh, definitely. very well. The top two lines are what we're going to have going forward, which is incredible because we basically have two first lines now. Now that everyone's back and healthy, it's fantastic. The, the real question will be, is he a third or fourth line center? I feel like he's good enough to be a third line center, and I think the natural progression would be to move Benino over to a winger position. I don't know how Benino is going to feel about that. 
I think he'll but be fine. I, I think know, he just wants to play. I do know that he's a very versatile player. And you, that's wouldn't one of the rather, reason. you wouldn't rather put Benano on the fourth line center and move somebody else to the wing? Well, you would like have to move Sissons. Sissons. So, the question is, which is a better winger player? That's, Sissons the, that's the key. And I think Benino is a better winger player, personally. Probably. So that's why. But the crazy part is, look at our lineup now as far as the lines. We're going to create some serious matchup problems on the lower lines now because you think about it if you had a Yarncroke Fisher Benino line on another team that could potentially be a second second line team would you argue I mean there's there's a strong case for that just with the talent and the uh, the leadership I mean they have a lot of experience on that line that's that's a grizzled line oh think about the bottom line now you would have Hartnell on the bottom line you could also move either one. I don't like that idea either. Dropping Benino down to the last, uh, the bottom line, or Cali. But you can have Hartnell sub in the third and fourth line. There's plenty of options. It's going to be crazy to see what Lobby comes up with. But I feel like the first top two lines are solidified, and now we're going to keep working those bottom two to find the right chemistry on the on the last two. And we're going to have four lines that could probably roll on people after this. And just to give uh, some additional stats, Michael Gallagher uh, of Penalty Box Radio said on Twitter, for those claiming Mike Fisher is not an upgrade, Fisher was fourth on the Preds in scoring last year. He led the team in hits, power play goals, penalty kill time on ice, and face-off percentage. It was like 54% face-off win. That's huge. They said also through 48 games last season, Fisher had 12 goals, 18 assists, and 30 points, while Sisson had four goals, 11 assists, and 15 points through 48 games this year. Yeah. I think it's a big upgrade. And I think more, I think also, throw the stats out. Think about it like this. If you're in the locker room, Matt, and you're part of the team, and you've been part of the team for five, six years now, Fisher's your captain for so many years. You obviously have built some sort of relationship with him, and then your captain leaves. That's a big blow. But could you imagine your captain coming back for a playoff run to try to win the cup for his first time ever? Would it motivate you to win the cup more? For sure. It, the team would rally together with him. Exactly. Kind of like, kind of like Brian Boyle coming back and the team and everybody in the league rallying it, with him. Everything. When your captain yeah. comes back from retirement, that everybody loves that. And it speaks volumes, too, to his character, too. He wants yeah. to come back, but he doesn't want it to be just about the cup. He wants to help the team win the cup. The crazy part is... I think it's more of a motivational boost for the team rather than a stats boost. Granted, we have the stats to back it up, but I think this is the little adrenaline rush they needed. And, uh, hey, they announced it in the next game. We throttled the Kings. Yeah, I'm just saying the the team looked juiced coming out (laughs) against the Kings. We'll see what that translates in the playoffs, but I think more, more than anything... It'll give them the push they need to just be like, hey, this is Mike's last year. Let's do it for him. And it doesn't hurt that, as the stats Kyle mentioned, he's he's a good player. Yeah, so yeah. I'm in it for the stats. That that other but you have both. But stuff, you have two things. Yeah, supporting sure. it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you could put the stats aside and just be like, hey, it's a morale boost. And then you could put the morale boost aside and say, hey, it's a stat boost. Yeah. But you have both together, and I think it's a great great deal too. Well, as Kyle mentioned, league minimum probably. And let's also forget too that deer season was over, so he's probably bored. Yeah, yeah, and then and then on top of it, you know, Carrie got tired of him being at home. You know, she's just, like, get out, get out of the house, get out. You got to pay for my speeding tickets. Um, oh so. my gosh, that was so funny reading her Twitter about that. Yeah, so uh, you can yeah. imagine the cop who now has a story that he pulled over Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Un- yeah, or Carrie Underwood. You can't say Carrie Fisher because that's Princess Leia, Kyle. It's Carrie Underwood hyphen Fisher. <laughs> so no, no, it's actually Mike Underwood. Okay, I didn't know he changed his last name, but but yeah, there's there's plenty of news, and also think about this: Poyle still has a little bit of cap room, and I know that he's been talking this week with the management to have all of his options on the table. So who knows what else could happen? We he's got Tolvin and sitting out on the in the on the Finnish team now, and it was funny because I sent a text to you guys with the timeline of the events. Joker at season's finished. He gets named to the the Finnish national team. When do the Olympics end, you say? Oh, that's the 25th. Do you know when the the trade deadline is? The 26th. So technically that is an option. I don't think Poyle is really going to burn his first year 
uh, on the rookie contract. That's just me. I think Tolvanen's too valuable, and he wants him for another full season. So we'll see what happens. But if we do need a winger, we got one. Just sitting right. out there. And then Tolvan will, will be Matt's new boy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt's got high grades. Scouting report for Matt. It's That's way right. up there. You look at Matt's scouting reports, all it simply says is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting ability. My boy. <laughs> Where, where's he from? My boy. <laughs> Not Russia. It's okay this time. <laughs> uh, let's get into the game, guys, for what we had. So we've got a couple of games get played since we recorded last time. First game on the docket. Not real much to look at. Preds had a pretty good win against the uh, Panthers, 4-3. to three. Was Benino's first multi-point game since joining the Preds. And got to say, the line of Fiala, Benino, and Yarncroak was pretty good. Yeah. Got three of the four goals. Fiala had two goals, Benino one goal, two assists, and Yarncroak three assists. Yeah, you kind of saw Lavi try to mix some things up in this game because I know the tourist line had, had slumped a little bit. And, of course, with Forsberg being out, I mean, it was like, We've been all over the place with the lines, so uh, it was nice to see one click, but then it was very short-lived because we jumbled it up again. And... All right, well, one thing I'm going to mention that you guys probably won't, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it in there. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Saros was caught out of net on a wraparound shot from like center ice and it went in, Yep. and then he went to the bench and Peck was kind of like, yeah, you screwed up on that one. Well, this is the game where it happened to Pecorino as well. And the same kind of deal. Yeah. Guy was going to try for the wraparound, and he got caught barely out of net. Not as far as, as uh, Saros bit, but uh, he got scored on. That was this game. So that was funny that it kind of happened back to him, too. Well, hey, everyone's got a bad day. Everybody gets one. Yeah, we still got to win. So. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Definitely. But I just thought I'd throw that little jab in there. And then moving on to the Tampa Bay game, which was a home game. Preds. Dropped it four to three. It was a heartbreaker this of a was, game. This one was frustrating too because we came out really strong, but we made some stupid mistakes. And of course, it's the Lightning. If you make minimal mistakes against the the Lightning, they are going to capitalize on it. And the first one was the huge turnover by RV. I mean, right in the slot. It was not even close. Came back. Soros didn't have a chance. I saw I, that, and it, I was like, Arvidsson, what are you doing? Oh, he knew it, too, because he skated right around behind Soros, said something to him, like, sorry, and then he proceeded to smash his stick, you know, Thor hammer style on the goal, because he knew it was his fault. Um, we responded well, but even then, we had another two-on-one one rush with Stamkos. You can't, oh my God, you cannot let that happen. Yeah, defensively, for, it was not our was, best game. Yeah, that was that the one that Subban was a little too aggressive and went yep. to the attacker and left Nemesnikov wide open? Left Emelin by himself well, to defend. Well, the, the problem was with that one was RV was coming in, and I don't think PK saw that RV was going to Stamkos. So he went to Stamkos. He went for the dive to Stamkos, when in reality, he probably could have backed off a little bit and got the attacker and let RV do the dive, because RV dove as well. I thought RV had the primary attacker already covered. That was Stamkos, yes. Yeah. That was that was the point. He didn't see him, but oh, RV okay. came out of nowhere at the last second, but PK had just gone for the dive. Right. And on to, I mean, that's rough, but at the same time, it's like, when I saw Stamkos breaking, I'm like, oh, oh Lord, because you know his passing is going to be great. He's either going to take that shot and go top shelf, or he's going to do a nice little saucer, and it's just going to be an easy goal, a.k.a. saucer easy goal. I don't know if those two those two mental mistakes were the game. Other than that, I thought we played a good game, especially with the fact that uh, RV and Cali both scored, but only uh, RV's counted. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Cali scored a goal, but it will never make it on any stat sheet ever. So, yeah, well, that was that was interesting because you're looking at two of the hottest teams in the league. I was I was really excited coming into this game, and you, you know, two of the hottest teams in the league. It was odd though that you had the backup goaltenders. You had Saros and and Domingue in there, but... Uh, both of them look good. Yeah. Uh, I know both of them have been hot recently, so they kind of were like, eh, let's both play our, our backups and see what happens. But it didn't seem like those were backup goalies uh, on both sides. So um, other than that, it was a great matchup, and that's something to look forward to in the postseason, maybe potential finals matchup later we on. Went, uh, Man, I would love that. 
uh, went two for three on the power play against them and did a rarely, I think this was the game, the only game on our list that we actually outshot the opponent. I think it was against the Lightning game. I didn't write it down, but from memory, I think so. Yeah, shots uh, on goal were 33 Preds, 31 Lightning. Yeah, one of the rare times we actually outshoot an opponent. So that was a good game to try to do that against the uh One of the rare the games, Lightning. even yeah. though the last four games we've outshot. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. it's not that uh, rare. Okay. Well, that's why we've been doing better last several games. We've been shooting more. Yeah. Which, I mean, we'll go over those in just a second, so. Yeah, I'm excited to see if this actually becomes a postseason Stanley Cup final matchup because it's going to be intense. Uh, it'd be fun to watch. I'll yeah. put it like that because both teams are fast. And, I mean, it was from the get-go. It was end-to-end action. I love watching Stamkos and Kucherov. We've already talked highly about them. So it would be a fun final if it was uh, if it were the, the Predators and the Lightning. So well, I'd be all know, for that. Well, it's not a fun game to watch. Even though it picked up in the end was the next game on our list, which was the Preds versus the Devils. Yeah, it's like a Metropolitan team, so it was kind of like, I don't know. The first couple of periods, I was just like, man, this is so boring. And then we picked up, and then Subin gets one, Ekholm and Arvey. Rene gets his shutout. Another shutout. So, I mean, you can't say it was a bad game for us. It was just we did well, and it's a Metro team, so it's kind of like, eh. We got <laughs> in. We got out. I'll take a shutout every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, we'll take a shutout. So Pekka, Pekka looked really strong in that one. Granted, they did have like one off the post at the very end, and I thought I was like, "Oh no, don't ruin it for them." But no, it was defensive. Defensively, we looked great. What I really did enjoy about this game was everybody's uh, puns on the goalie for the Devils. Oh, Appleby. I think it was Adam Vinnigan. I'm going to probably get it wrong, but I think it was him. Said he was waiting all night to make the joke that Appleby was not eating good in the neighborhood. Wow. Wow. That sounds like a Matt joke. No. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. My jokes are better than that. Oh, okay. We'll see later <laughs> on our top five segment. So So going on to the next game, Daniel and I got to go to this one. <sighs> was the Blackhawks were in town to take on the Preds. This was an unfortunate game because we should have won. We definitely uh, should have. Totally should have won this game. Now, not in the first period. We look like crap coming out of... Uh, and why was that, Daniel? The All-Star break. I swear our team does not do good on any rest. Our team is a, a better team when they get in a rhythm and they play more games consecutively. I know that is crazy to think, but they are way better, and it was visible on the ice. You guys were 8-0 coming into that game, and the Blackhawks, I think, were 1-5 coming into that game. Kind of. Now, the Blackhawks are really good on the road this year. I don't know if you knew that. They won, like, the last five on the road. Mm. So, yes and no. The Blackhawks suck at home this year because they got booed off the ice the other night. But apparently on the road, they're incredible. But that said, man, that game sucked. The first period, just watching it, we came out so slow and, like, lethargic, and people are just like, oh, there's you know, we couldn't get to a puck in a corner to oh, save no. our lives. Couldn't win a board battle. Nothing. Couldn't keep the puck out of our zone. I mean, Chicago had a good period of several several shifts that were like two to three minutes of just in our zone constantly. Yeah, at one point I looked up and the shots on goal were like 12 to 2. Yeah. And I'm like, dear Lord. I'm like, we look slow. And it, it it's because of that break. And I th- I'm so thankful there's no more breaks for us. That's that's crazy. Other teams would relish the break. Our team, Our team's just different. Once they get in a rhythm... They they are clicking and firing on all cylinders. The breaks kind of screw us up, really. I think we threw everything at them in the third period. We did, uh, and I, I think mean, the only player that was even noticeable the entire game overall was Fiala. Yes, Fiala was kid was on fire, fast. He was actually picking up those you know dumped pucks in the corner. He was he was gaining possession for us in the zone, uh, so we could do some more cycles. Shots on goal in the third was ridiculous. We threw everything at uh, Anton Forsberg. And just the problem was we were getting very unlucky on our rebounds. We we kept overskating everything. Aberg overskated a wide open net. Huge juicy rebound, but he was just two steps in front of the puck. Just to, if he would have been one two steps back, he would have had enough time to control the puck and shoot it in the net. He was just a little too forward. And it was like that all night. We had so many rebounds in that third period, but we just couldn't get one to go. We had two sticks break on, like, wide-open shots. I mean, at that point, you're just like, it's not our night, boys. Pack it up. 
Watson hit the post, but hit it was like yes. at the goal line. So. At the goal, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it, it's just that's one of those frustrating games because you're like, we really could have won it. Well, I want to go back real quick to something you said. Auburg, do you think he is a NHL level player? This is a good question. So now that Fisher's back, this is very interesting. And Forsberg. So you're going to have Forsberg take his rightful spot in the top line. Second line cemented. Do you put Aberg in the fourth line? Because now that Fisher comes back, if you're doing a Benino, Yonkroat, Fisher line, then where does he fit in? Is he a healthy scratch for most of the year? Or do you just keep subbing him in on the fourth line with players like Salty and Hartnell? Hartnell's not going to be sitting. He's way better than the neighborhood right now. Watson's not sitting, and he's not a center. Sounds like it sounds like he's a scratch. A corner, yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, the crazy part is every time we send him down to Milwaukee, he tears it up in Milwaukee. And then we pull him up, and it's like, He's always so close to getting the goal in the NHL, but he's never the person to get the goal. Like I said with the the Blackhawks game, the puck just didn't find his stick on like two or three rebounds. He has been getting a little unlucky, and and the puck luck hasn't been there. But at the same time, I don't I don't know where he's going to find his spot on the team right now because we're stacked. Uh, top three lines right now, we're we're going to be good. So it's going to be a scrum to get ice time on that fourth line. Maybe we can put him on defense. Make him a defenseman. What, trade out Emlyn? Absolutely. If your biggest problem is finding a spot to put all your good players because there's not enough room, that's a that's a good problem to have. It's a great yeah, problem. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it any day. I mean, if, if you have three centers on one line, oh, bad problem to have. Yeah. I, I mean, like, like no, we're not going to complain about that because it's harder to find a center than a winger in the NHL. The fact that we have a just plethora of centers right now, which has never been the case, is incredible. And now if we need to find that winger, it's a little bit easier to find a winger before the trade deadline. I know because it seems like for years, Nashville's only problem was we have so much defenseman and couldn't get a center. Couldn't get center depth. Well, we traded away. You got to think about this. We traded away incredible defensemen, Gerard as well, to get more centers. And we still have the best defensive group in the NHL. You can't you can't say that we don't have the best defensive group in the NHL because Yossi's solid. He does cre- create a decent amount of offense. Ekholm's very solid. Ellis is fantastic now that he's back. As far as defensively, he is so solid. You have the big uh, the big slap shot, so he adds more to the power play. PK is playing out of his mind this year. Obviously, like we were saying, Norse Norse candidate. Norse candidate. He's and, solid. So. So many defensemen. You trade Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson, like you said. You trade Gerard for another center. So it's great that we have we have all the pieces needed now. And we're if we're only looking for a winger, I'm okay because we're not going to pay as much if we needed, uh, say, we needed a center right now. We're going to have to pay up more money to get a center. So once again, the Mike Fisher thing looks awesome. Well, speaking of a stacked team. So this is we're now at the game that I think deserves a little more talk time than we've given some of the others, because Kings game for the first time. This is it, baby. The Preds had no injuries, full force, and they freaking dominated the Kings. After that win, I think every other team they were is going to be is going to be watching and probably yeah. scared to death to play the Preds at full capacity. Yeah, it, that was a big statement game. For sure. Um, the Kings are no slouch either. I mean, you look at their lineup top and down, they got they got a great team. Quick has been playing incredible. He had a he shutout. Wasn't that he, quick. Had, uh, oh, <laughs> he had a shutout against Dallas the game before. So he's been playing hot and even the announcers were saying the game could have easily been six to zero in the first period, but quick made some incredible saves. I mean, absolutely incredible. We had like 10 or 11 scoring chances in the first period. They flashed it up on the board. It was scary good, and we were smothering them. Every time they had the puck, it was like a Preds player was on them. They couldn't get out of their zone. I think at one point, what did you say, Kyle? Uh, You may have written this down. How long was the stretch that they didn't have a shot on goal? It was about 10 to 12 minutes at the minimum. It was impressive, really. Uh, I think at one point, I was listening on the radio on the way home from a practice, and uh, they were like, 
Yeah, the Kings have 15 shots on goal, and I I think that's going to stay there for the rest of the period because they I mean they hadn't even shot the puck, and it was halfway through the second period. It was crazy good how um, we were controlling the puck, cutting everything down into neutral ice, and keeping them pinned in, and the pressure was relentless. Uh, I think also, like we were saying, they did get energized with the Mike Fisher return. Forsberg was back. You have two factors. The Jofa line, two goals. Joey had three points for the night. Yeah, two goals, six assists. <laughs> and it makes me an interesting question. So a lot of people were talking about, with Forsberg gone, you saw a drop in production from Joey. But somebody, somebody was talking about the counterpoint is, as a center, your primary job is to pass. You feed your wingers to score. So when you don't have the winger that you work with all the time and you're having to make chemistry with other wingers on the fly, you are going to see a production drop. Because you're not used to playing with them. You don't know where they're going to be at. An adjustment period, yeah. Well, I do argue this point. If you watch that game, Forsberg is a really different style of winger. He possesses the puck a lot. And the fact that he can extend plays in the zone is incredible. I don't know if you saw that one play where he had the stick, he was holding off the guy on the board, and then he came around and then swapped to his other hand with the stick. And yeah, was in still the holding same him, motion. And in the same motion and was still holding him off, and he creates that amount of time. So in a way, he creates that center time while being a winger. But you could obviously see that Ryan Johansson was on another level in that game. I mean, his passing, his vision looked better. His shoot, he was taking shots. Holy smoke, we've been asking for that all year. So, and speaking of shots, he technically did have a goal. Yeah. Uh, this is a little sore subject around the league, not just our team right now. And this is goaltender interference. I do not know if there is a clear and concise answer for this call right now. So if you don't know what happened, so Joey makes the shot on quick. Arvey, doing his patented (laughs) jump screen, screens quick, but he accidentally hits Dowdy. He he was coming in to do the screen, bumps Dowdy. Dowdy, in return, keeps moving into quick, inside of the crease. Now, here's my thing. Had the play been a little quicker, no pun intended, um, (laughs) and Dowdy is pushed into Jonathan quick, into the crease, which he was in the crease. I'll give the argument that he was in the crease for this. But the problem was, Dowdy literally stood there. And didn't move. And was looking at the puck. He was looking back on the play, but he did not move for like two seconds. And then when Quick tried to push over, do his little side strafe push, uh, left to right, he couldn't move because Dowdy was there. So yes, you have to make the case, yes, RV pushed you know, Dowdy into it. But at the same time, Dowdy was not paying attention to the play and didn't realize he was screening his own goaltender. And it was, it was very weak. It was a very weak call for goaltender interference. But you look at some of the other calls that weren't reversed that night. Uh, Jake Allen basically has two dudes like run over him. Yeah. They like literally grabbed him and took him off. Good goal. That was the same night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same night. Um, Then I think the other night we had one with Neil where, he slapped the goaltender's face. Hel- Hel- Same Brooks night. Face. Same yeah. night. And then they were like, no goaltender. I mean, it is so inconsistent right now, and that is something the league needs to review and get adjusted before playoff time because people are going to be ticked off in playoff time with these wishy-washy calls. Yeah, I'd heard that the Board of Governors or whatever had met to talk about it uh, maybe a week ago or so. I didn't really hear much about it. I just saw a brief something about it. And then, uh, Kyle, I saw that you had seen this as well. A guy on Twitter uh, it retweeted that they had modified, amended this. Uh, I'll read his tweet. Uh, Paul Campbell uh, said that Rule 69 covering goaltender interference has been amended. The following line has been added, quote, when determining goaltender interference, officials above all must ask themselves, what does my heart say? <laughs> in this, as in all things, oh. no rule or force can overrule the heart. I, is that like a joke? It's a joke. Is this poetry? Okay. I'm like, I don't know what that even means. That's it's, hilarious. It's a joke because as I text the guys the other day, everybody's making a big deal about the fact that goaltender interference, nobody knows what goaltender interference is. It's like NFL. What's a fair catch? Uh, it's such a gray area right now. And I feel like every time, 
as a fan, you're watching it, and then when when the coach challenges the goaltender interference, as a fan, you're like, crap, because you have no idea the outcome. I mean, at this point, why would you not challenge goaltender interference if you're a coach? So I like what they said on Twitter here. Somebody said, if you think someone might be a fake hockey fan, ask them to define goaltender interference. Yeah, so yeah, and if I they mean, can, they're fake. <laughs> I think it should be very simple. If you impede the goalie in any way of trying to make a save, that's basically goaltender interference. Only if you're in the blue, though. In the crease. In the crease. Because what's Matt's pet, pet peeve? Getting way too far out, and you started seeing that. They'll come way out of the crease, and they'll still get traffic. Mm-hmm. And then when the coach argues goaltender interference, the coach is all pissed off because, oh, my God, he was interfered. Well, he was outside yeah. the blue line, You get ran bro. over because you're in the skater's lane Yeah, there. you're in the skater's zone. So your argument's null and void. I think that should be the clear line one. If you're outside the crease, doesn't matter. You could run into the goalie. You could do whatever you want. Harsh to think That's about how that. I think. But if you're outside the crease, I think that should be the first hard line. And then after that, really look at the play and see if it actually impeded the goal. The problem is it's it's just subject to opinion, though. You know, what is – did he really impede his ability to make the stop? I, I just, just kind of subject – I don't know. It's just hard to say. We just all want some consistency, really. Yeah, and that night there was not consistency at across all. the board on multiple games, not just ours. Well, so. you know who gave us consistency? Prince Philip. It is now February. <laughs> yes, it is. February stars from the Foo Fighters. Anyway. He's back, and oh my gosh. Like we were talking in the very first part of this game segment, he helped light it up and got a goal on his game back. And that goal he got against Quick was amazing. Took the shot, Quick tried to make the save, and actually pushed the puck into the goal yeah, trying uh, to make the save. Granted, Quick... Got across really fast. Super fast. And I thought he was going to make the save, but because Philip Forsberg has like a really quick release, it it just, it was just enough to get by him. Yeah. So it's such a huge boost for him coming back. I mean, historically, he's been very slow. He's been slow during this period, you know, the the previous periods, but like, or um, before February, rather. And then February. He just becomes a different animal. Like the last two seasons, he's like had multiple hat tricks in multiple games, like almost a goal a game average with an assist counter, you know, up there too. So you're looking at like 1.5 to almost two points a game in February for him historically. Nuts. So the fact that he got two points (laughs) on the first game back in February after being injured is a good sign for us. I'd say he's better than Pavel Datsuk. False. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Why is that? He's just not. Is that what your heart tells you? <laughs> oh, burn. Nicely done. You Kyle. sound like the league right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gary Bettman did say on the goaltender interference bit that he thought the league was overthinking it just a bit. The officials were overthinking it. <laughs> who knows? Apparently I'm... they're not thinking about it enough because they're making the wrong calls. Or they just get in there and who knows what they're talking about on the headsets. Who's reviewing it in Toronto? Is there a single person in Toronto that is the same reviewer every single night? Do you know who I'd like to review it? Kevin Weeks. <laughs> I like Kevin Weeks. And he, he's a f- former he's, goalie. He's a former goalie. He should be. I think if you're going to do goaltender interference, you need to have players that were former goalies do that type of do that type of call. Well, you go to the same issue we mentioned last week. It's ironic that the head of the safety committee or whatever is George Peros I think is his name and he had he was a heavy hitting guy in the league but he's never been suspended so it was controversial when they selected him because how can you determine who gets suspended when you yourself has never been suspended because you know he's not going to spend anybody like uh, Chara or Marchand <laughs> well that goes back to that whole unless you're Cogliano. Was Cogliano I was about to say the Cogliano thing where he got suspended and oh, oh man just some consistency. I'm just asking for a little bit more consistency before we get to the freaking playoffs again and you have terrible calls like last year. The playoffs last year were riddled with bad officiating calls. And I have a feeling, just judging on the regular season calls, that goaltender interference is going to be the number one offender in the playoffs. Well, to calm you down for a minute, you know what else you need in the regular season going into the playoffs is consistency. And you can't be consistent if you're injured. So let's talk about some of the injuries in the league. Recent news, 
uh, Buffalo Savers Zach Bogosian is done for the season, out four to that's six nuts. months with yeah. hip surgery. That's that's a big blow. I mean, well, let's be honest. Buffalo <laughs> wasn't going to make the playoffs, but yeah. But to be yeah, that's that's a that's a long recovery time. And here here's a bigger blow. Uh, we just mentioned him last week. Uh, Avalanche's Nate McKinnon is out two to four weeks with a uh, shoulder injury. That's going to hurt them. And that, that, that is a big blow to them. That is huge, especially considering that you know our last episode two weeks ago, Colorado smoking hot. Now they kind of cooled off a little bit, and then he gets injured on top. Ooh, now you're really hurting your chances of making the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see now. I, I honestly think they don't make it now because of that. Because, I mean, he was smoking hot in the month of January, and now it's going to be non-existent for the next month almost for them. Yeah. Right before the playoffs. I mean, literally, the playoff push is now. So they'll get him back with maybe a month, month and a half to spare, but will they be able to kick it in gear enough in that one month and a half? Yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, the Panthers, James Reimer, it put on IR as of Monday due to a groin injury. And also, we just mentioned him, uh, the Kings' Jonathan Quick. It was also placed on IR because of an undisclosed injury, but he's now apparently listed as day-to-day and practicing. It's wounded pride from the Preds game. Oh, <laughs> burn. Yeah. Also, uh, fan favorite Canadians, Andrew Shaw, is out <laughs> four to six weeks with a lower body injury. Serves him right. <laughs> and the uh, uh, good news, um, Rangers' Chris Kreider uh, skated on Wednesday for the first time since he had surgery in January. So that was good news. Of course, he won't be playing right away, but at least he's skating back on the ice. Uh, unfortunately, though, that they got one back, kind of. They're, you know, Chris Kreider's kind of coming back, but they lost Pavel Buzhnevich, who's day-to-day with an upper body injury on Thursday. And Senators' Bobby Ryan has yet another hand injury on Tuesday. That's at least five or six times in his career. I can't. I don't remember the number exactly, but he'll miss a couple day, a couple games. Um, the Lightning's Andre Pilat is on injured reserve with a lower body injury. Let's see. Uh, Jets Jacob Truba six to eight weeks with an ankle. Yeah, I saw that. He's about done then. That that's almost the rest of the season. Yeah, and as far as us, if you want to look at streaks in the league, yeah, the there's Leafs, not a, there's not a lot. The biggest one is the Leafs are on a four game winning streak, and the Penguins. And thanks to Malkin. Yeah. The Penguins have the best last 10 uh, game streak. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. And something I didn't mention, I think we skipped past it, uh, the Bruins had an 18-game point streak going, but uh, that's the second longest in their team history that was uh, done away with because the Ducks beat them on Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny because our last episode, we were talking about how well the Flames were doing. The Flames have now lost six in a row after winning like eight in a row yeah so they're right back to where they were where's <laughs> they, Ka- and, they corrected uh, themselves <laughs> where's carolina at on that uh carolina is nowhere to be seen as far as standings now 52 games played uh 56 points dang <laughs> so yeah, your bubble team is still five and five in the last 10 so very mediocre Hurricanes, I need you to pick it up <laughs> uh i, don't I have money on you times. to make the playoffs <laughs> so do not make me a fool on this podcast, more so than uh, usual. You know what's going to be funny is we need to go back and see our preseason predictions. Oh. Uh, we, we need to do that. that we, would be, we do, we're going to do an episode where we go back and review our top five preseason predictions and see just how wrong good. especially in the central. we were, That'll especially in the central, because we had that one where we rated everybody. Yeah. So it's going to be That's great. Be as soon as the playoffs you know, are everyone's locked in, we can see how bad we did. Because I have a feeling it's going to be pretty bad because no one expected Colorado to be as good as they were this year, and we had some hilarious predictions. So, Well, speaking of predictions, I think it's time to get in our top five for the week, boys. Oh, yeah. We got a good one this week. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Preds were on NHL NBC for at least two games. I back believe to, it was back to back. Chicago, Chicago yeah. and the Kings. And one of the guys uh, we mentioned earlier, Michael Gallagher, who does work for Penalty Box Radio, tweeted, about things he would rather do than listen to Mike Milbury talk hockey. <laughs> Which got us thinking. <laughs> what would we do instead of listening to Mike Milbury talk hockey? And so that is our top five for the week. <laughs> I have a feeling this is just going to be a roast, but at the same time, it's going to be hilarious because obviously since the uh, the finals, Predators fans aren't too keen yeah. on Mike Milbury. I say that, but there's not a lot of fans out there, even on other teams, that really care for Mike's uh, commentary 
But uh, the Predators fans hold a special place in his heart after some of the PK comments, and that yeah. was definitely seen on air when during the finals when fans were literally like booing him. I think they'd rather hit him with a shoe. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. So anyway, Kyle, what is your 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 starting argument? Starting argument oh, for me God. is my number five. Daniel knows one of mine, and <laughs> oh, that's dude, not coming until later. Yeah, number five. I would rather be locked in a room with Sidney Crosby <laughs> and oh! listen to him talk about how great he is. <laughs> wow! Already with the Crosby, huh? Already up there. I mean, that's how much. Like, I think Matt might have a Crosby one. He's I mean, smirking. Crosby's good, and I could at least appreciate his talent with Mike Milbury. But like, wow, man, I can't understand the words coming out of your mouth <laughs> yeah. because that little thing on his jaw hangs down so much can't really understand what he's saying half the time oh man all right i have so many there were so many honorable mentions too uh, i think matt might have a couple honorable mentions i think okay so before the episode matt's like i can't even decide and we're looking at his list and he's got like 15 15 lines for this one so obviously this is right up right matt's my alley. wheelhouse here uh honorable mention i would rather have uh, Lucic's nose than, um, than <laughs> listen to Mike Milbury. That we make fun of him all the time because his yeah. nose looks so unaerodynamic. I feel like it slows him down on the ice. But <laughs> he's one ugly dude too. Anyway, number five on my list. I would rather take a Zadino Chara slap shot to the face mm, than listen to ouch. Mike Milbury. 105 miles an hour of frozen puck <laughs> coming right into my face and probably requiring a lot of dental surgery then listen to mike milberry talk so very true well almost equally as painful <laughs> as a zidane chara slap shot is my number five and that is having to listen to fellow commentator paul romanock uh talk hockey he's the one that says the yes. scores yes he like screeches it in the microphone yeah, that's hilarious i would like to it would be equally painful to listen to that on repeat <laughs> both of them together though just at the same time could you imagine that comment oh mm. Turn your channels, boys and girls. Yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be maybe throw stew in there as well with a pickle poke or yeah. something. It'd be bad to listen to. So, Kyle, well, number four. We're talking slap shots, so I'll go ahead and take the third option, which I'm surprised neither one you pick, and that's taking the Shea Weber slap shot. Well, Zadino Charles is a little faster, Kyle, so I would take take you one and raise you my <laughs> my number five. So I thought we, we were on four though. This is my number four. Okay. So what you're saying we should do is we should at least both go out the ice get Chara and get Weber <laughs> and say, we're going to stand here on center ice. We want you just to pepper us with shots until we I give up. I take it. I mean, yeah. Like, think about Denton cups. Yeah. yeah. No, think, about, about, think about Layton's no. cup being dented. Oh my God. I remember that game so vividly. I thought he died. I literally thought he died because from our perspective up above the goaltender in 317, it looked like he had, it, it came in straight at his neck and I'm like, he's done. Yeah. I was like, there's no movement. Windpipe crushed, you're done. And then when I saw his little leg twitching, I was like, uh oh, went a little lower. Went down south for that one. So uh, thank God he had that cup on. But man, it looked painful having a cup dented in on you. Woo. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, what is your number uh, number four, Daniel? All right, number four. <laughs> I would, <laughs> things I'd rather do than listen to Mike Milberry is I would rather be married to Corey Perry. Wow. He looks like a mole rat, and he's a jerk, too, on the ice. Could you imagine being married to him? Oh, family photos would just never be the same. Uh, I'm sorry. Matt's laughing because that was a pretty good one. Uh, but, yeah, I, man, I, I couldn't go home and see his face every single night and be like, honey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. See, it's just it just wouldn't work. It just would not work. Well, you know what else would not work is that – Things I would rather do than listen to Mike Milbury is I would rather get Twitter notifications on my phone from the Vegas Golden Knights oh, account. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> he burned, baby. Fan favorite, the Vegas Knights Twitter account, for sure. Man, that's Don't you good. love them, though? A bunch of 15-year-olds that got nothing to do. They get great commentary. Well, I think they kind of learned a lesson after the Nashville game. when uh, yeah, yeah, they've, they've not, they've not done that the anymore. Hand, yeah. yeah, it was a good slap on the hand, but... Uh, who knows? There might be some pending lawsuits out there against Vegas uh, after uh, the Army gets done with them. But God, I can't even believe that still. But that's a good one. That was a very good one. Kyle, what's your number three? My number three is, you know, it's just, this is not hockey related. It's just really boring. But it's one of the first things that came to me. 
You know the old saying that you'd rather watch paint dry? Mm-hmm. I think I would actually rather watch paint dry because I'm sure it could give wow, me... Wow, that's me, very literal. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it could give me more quality analysis <laughs> oh. of NHL games, what happens, than Mike Milbury can. Especially when it comes to players. Speechless. I'm just like, I don't understand what goes through his head when he talks. I'm just like, the, I, know you, I know you're required to fill up sound bites, but it's like, do you even really watch the game? Well, he fills them up all right, but I think... <laughs> I think why he is still on the air is because he causes so much controversy in some of the crap that he says. They have to keep him because people talk about him. Yeah. Hence why we're doing this segment right now. Yeah. We're talking about him, but it's generating interest in Mike Milbury in the network, so that's why he's still on there. I know. So you're, you're second- contributing to his success by talking we about are. him. We are. Well, that was uh, the whole point, I think, on one of our earlier yeah, episodes. Yeah, we, we talked we about We said, it. if you really want to just shut him down, don't talk about him. Just boycott, but that's not going to happen because we just like talking crap about them so much. So that's why they're going to keep them. All right, my number three on things I'd rather do than listen to Mike Milberry, and uh, this is a pretty good one. I think I would rather look like Phil Kessel. <laughs> I'd rather I would rather eat hot dogs all day yeah. and sit in a cryo chamber, yeah. which oh, was, was hilarious. <laughs> watching his big fat body just fit in one of those little cryo chambers but yeah i'd rather i'd rather look like phil kessel at least i'd win a couple cups i got some production on the ice but yeah he's pretty ugly he's <laughs> he's in that category of an athlete that does not look like an athlete yeah there's plenty of baseball players out there too um i'm trying to think of some off the head um big poppy's a big dude i mean he would get on base and then it's like Man, sub in that pinch runner, bro, because you're not running. Good uh, thing he hits homers because he can't round yeah, the bags. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude, but there, there's people like that that's just, they don't look like an athlete, but somehow they produce incredible numbers on the field. So, um, yeah, I'd rather look like Phil Kessel. Well, that is a good segue because talk about producing. I've got on my number three what I would rather do than listen to Mike Milbury. I got a scoring title producer here on my number three. I would rather go take me back to I think it was last year's All Star game. I would rather wear my All Star jersey and have Captain John Scott give me a big old autograph oh. on my jersey. John Scott, that was you know. The, wow. Yeah. So he was named captain, yet he was had like two points his whole career or something. Yeah. Something really yeah. weak. Really low. It was obviously somebody trolling down there and just selected him for uh, you know captain just hit over and over on their computer vote 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 for him and i don't even know if you can do that but i think it was like some social media push too and it was like yeah it was a fan vote and twitter that's got behind they, it facebook got behind it It was like a big fan thing that blew up and it was really cool seeing him score though yeah and if i was the league though i would have had to shut that down that's a joke man that well they good. tried to and there was so much backlash they were like this is not good pr guys yeah i mean at that point the, sp- the fans had spoken so well, you just kind of have to go with it I would have to have a signed jersey from John Scott for sure. Wow. I actually would like one. It would be worthless. <laughs> It'd be as much as your roll of toilet paper. Sell it for parts. <laughs> so, Kyle, what is your number two? Well, I like paintball. Oh. I like paintball. Don't get to play it very often. But it's a lot of fun. And if that was the case, I'd rather run through a, a live action paintball fight. Run through it. Just with ma- mask or no mask? No mask. Just run through just it. Just run through it. Just as a Like streaker. a firing line. A yep. streaker. You streak it. through it. <laughs> streak through it. Go. Let's do this. Boy. Come out alive. Bruised. Bruised. You'd have, you'd have a lot of stuff bruised if you were streaking through a paintball match. Bruised is a bruise is putting it lightly. But yeah. um, you know, I'd be like, you know what? Didn't have to listen to Millberry talk. Well. So we're good. Speaking, be worth it. Speaking of being bruised... <laughs> <laughs> My number two would be I'd rather get crotch checked by Brad Marchand yeah, <laughs> than yeah. take the, than listen to any more commentary from uh would from you Mike fight Milbury. Him? Uh you know, I don't know if I'd fight Marchand, but taking a a uh crotch check would probably make me so angry I might be disqualified from league play because I would probably, as I've said before, take my stick and go right across his oh. neck. Right across the face. Right across. <laughs> what are you laughing? I'm just thinking. <laughs> you have so many honorable mentions. You gotta before you do your number one. I, you gotta do honorable mentions. I well, just have too many. Well, this is your number two, so just be thinking about 
the honorable mentions. So. All right. So does that bring me to mind? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I well, mean, I don't, of, the crotch check speaks for itself. So. Speaking about crotch checks, my number two is that I would rather have Patrick Kane's receding hairline. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, baby. I don't know what's going on with that, but um, here's the deal. He needs to put a hat on. Here's the deal. He does. If, like Matt. Matt's got a hat on. That's right. <laughs> and he's got a receding hairline. <laughs> no, but here's the deal. Yeah, you're losing hair, but you keep it trimmed so it doesn't look as bad. I do not know what is going on with his hair because it's like curly and wavy, but really weird looking. Like, it is the weirdest looking person going bald I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's 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 almost strange. He he looks interesting. I was gonna say some really mean stuff right there, but you know, um, yeah. So let's let's go to your number one. My number one. The one thing I'd rather do than listen to Mike Milbury <laughs> talk. I'd rather go on a date with Patrick Kane. Wow. I don't know how that would end for you, but uh... well, he's got that receding hairline too. I don't know if anyone would go out with him at this point. So that's what I'd rather do. I'm like I thought about the worst things. I was like, the only thing I think of worse than anything is spend an evening on a date with Patrick Kane. Maybe he'd pick up the tab for you. Maybe. <laughs> wow. There's so many ways we could go and roast off that one, but my number one, and this is kind of near and dear, and I, I'm going to laugh pretty hard, and I want to see Kyle's reaction, is I'd rather be the Capitals in the playoffs. <laughs> How dare <laughs> you? Boom. How dare you, <laughs> sir? Listen to Mike Melberry. Suck it, Kyle. You might be winning all those President's Trophies over there, but guess what? You're still not winning the Cup every year, but I'd rather be... On, I would rather be the best player on the team in the Capitals and still lose every single year with a President's Trophy at home. Fair enough. So, suck it, Kyle. <laughs> Boom, number one. <laughs> All right, Matt. All right, I'll give you an honorable mention. This honorable mention is a hockey player who was who's former military, and that is because honorable mention. What I would like to do is I would have liked to went to sniper school with Alexi Emelin. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a dig at our commentators too. Because I remember what game was it? He scored. I think it was maybe the. Oh man, I can't remember exactly. I can't remember the game either. But wasn't it uh, Willie yeah. on air was like the sniper Alexi Emlin, and we just died laughing. I mean, we were on the couch and we we're like, no one has ever said that about Emlin <laughs> ever in the history. In the history of the NHL. So that's a pretty good one. But uh, I'll give you my number one, something we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, I figured a lot of March and and stuff would be coming out and uh, Crosby stuff. So I, I've got a really interesting one, and it's uh, relative to recent Parade's history. Since we let our uh, our boy Cody McLeod go, <laughs> I think my number one thing I would rather do than listen to Mike Milbury talk about hockey is that I would like to go back into Cody McLeod's childhood and give him a refund on the Tooth Fairy because he didn't come. (laughs) My boy's missing a few front teeth, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, at least give him, like, premium dollars whenever he loses his teeth as the Tooth Fairy. It'd probably be one of the most pointless jobs ever now, currently. Yep. Do you think the Tooth Fairy still visits him? (laughs) It can't because he doesn't have any teeth left. So, oh, man. What a mm. great segment. That's a good way to send him off. <laughs> well, speaking of... He'll be uh, playing tonight, Send-offs, though. yeah, he's playing tonight. He's and playing tonight against the Rangers, so... Uh, uh, he's playing well, with the Rangers tonight. Rangers against us, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if he gets in a fight with one of our players. I, you know he's probably like... McLeod and Watson. Man, I really... Yeah, McLeod, that would be a great bout. I mean, Watson destroyed... What was the player in the Hawks game? Crap, I should know this. I don't know, but I can't remember anybody. Yeah, he destroyed him. It, it was bad. It was very bad. Like, and he, Watson even started pinned up against the boards too. And he got out there, and boy, he had him down. And there were some kidney shots too. Oh well. So, uh, do you want me to go over the schedule of the next couple of games? Yeah, here? let's do that. So, obviously tonight, New York Rangers at home, 7 p.m. Going to be watching that one. Then it is time for a four-game road streak. Finally, after our homestand, um, you got the new New York Islanders on Monday, 6 p.m. And then starts our Canadian tour of Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. That's the 7th, the 8th, and the 10th, respectively. Um, finally, we come back for four more home games, and this is going to be a good stretch, too. We have St. Louis on the 13th, 
the Flames on the 15th. Oh, and a big juicy matchup against Detroit on the 17th. <laughs> Who are you going to go play, for, Matt? With playoff implications on oh, the line. That, that's here, too. That is here. We I, gotta need to, get, I need to get tickets for that. Yeah, that's two, two Saturdays. I can't believe I haven't done that already. That's an oversight on my I part. I can't wait to see you and your wife and your Red Wings jerseys. I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go to this game yet because I think I have a practice that night, and I'm, i got to try to figure it out. Is that the Red I Wings really game? Want, yeah, I really want to go to that I one. I might have tickets for it. I'll see. So... Uh, then we're going to follow it up with Ottawa on the 19th. And then hopefully by this point, we've already talked or had another uh, uh, a podcast. But we will play Detroit at Detroit on the 20th. So Going to get our little slice of pizza. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, <laughs> you know it has to happen every time. Yeah, get those breadsticks out. Yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, do that outro. Well, all right then. Well, guys, if you like the show, you can find us at Music City Gold on Twitter. You can find me at Kyle Hancock. Daniel's at C Dan Drum. Matt's at MattBain31. It's been a great show, guys. Time to get out of here. This has been Music City Gold, part of the Penalty Box Radio Network. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the ice. Music City Gold.